When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Silent Podcast, where we were anything but silent. My name is Sabrina, and I'm your host of I'm Pleased to Tell You, the Amazing Race podcast, uh, talking about episode four of season 35. And with me, I have recurring guest, Mark. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I have been enjoying doing a lot of these episodes with you. I mean, I think we both love the Amazing Race like very equally here, and uh-huh. I think we're both excited to talk about this episode. It was like a really, really fun leg. Um, it's been a really crazy season so far. I don't think there's any dud teams. I think it's just a really amazing season. I'm really honored to talk to you again about the season. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that when I first started the episode. I was like, man, I was like, I really don't want to lose anybody. There's like nobody where I'm like really like rooting against at this point. Yeah, like I think like the teams was like meh. They like either have become more prominent or more interesting. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this episode fleshed out a lot more of like those people that at the beginning we were like, oh, we haven't really heard a lot from yet. And like, we're finally getting those like extra backstories and like more character building from those teams that we haven't really seen as much of yet. So this, I think this is a good, like overall getting to know everybody kind of episode. Yeah. 100% agreed. Sweet. Okay, so as we know in last episode, um, this is technically a continuation leg. Um, so at the, we're still in Vietnam, and we're going to stay in Vietnam for the rest of the episode. Um, so this is the order of departure from the previous "quote unquote" you know pit stop or fake pit stop. Uh, so Stephen Annalee uh, left at eight fifty six a.m. Joel and Garrett left at nine a.m. Rob and Corey left at nine twelve. Todd and Ashley left at nine thirty two. Robin and Chelsea left at 9.44. Morgan and Lena left at 9.48. Joe and Ian left at 9.49. Greg and Sean left at 9.50. Um, Andrea and Malena left at 9.51. Jocelyn and Victor at 9.54. And Liam and Jeremy at 9.56. There was literally an, only an hour in between the first and last place of the pit stop, which is crazy. I feel like it's, like, I feel like it's never that close. And they are like on top of each other. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, it proves uh, how strong these racers are and just, like, how nonstop this, like, is. I mean, like, Seriously. the fact that, like, four of those teams were within, like, a minute of each other at least like, is crazy to me. Um, 
Like the only real gap is between like Robin Corey and Ty Ashley, which is twenty minutes. So, right, and even that's like nothing in the race. Yeah, it's easy to make that up. Like I feel like I feel like these tasks um, are so great they have to do this episode that like yes, most of them are like time like ones that will take you a long time or be done very luckily quick. <laughs> right. Right. And I feel like it definitely came down to like a detour choice. But even then, I feel like both detours, if we just go to that, um, basically at the beginning of the this continuation leg, they had to go to a cafe um, and they were in the city of Kento the whole time, it looks like. Yeah, so they, they were, were actually, in Kento this whole episode, yeah. Yeah, so they were like pretty close by to all the tasks. They didn't have to like drive very far, which I mean obviously would help. They were on foot most of the time. Um, but they had to go to a cafe and that's when they got the clue for their detour. Uh, so the choices were stand or deliver, which I love that wordplay it's great love those love that movie i actually did the it as a play like in high school oh um, nice yeah it was like the principal i think uh which who doesn't really have a part in the movie but it was it's, it's a good <laughs> story nice so with stand the choice is um they had to carry seafood through a market to a stall and they had to set up that stall to match the vendors um and then deliver what they had to take four mattresses to a hotel down the road however each mattress weighed 66 pounds which they did not look 66 pounds they looked so light for some reason to me i could not fathom they were that heavy they, yeah they didn't look heavy but they looked cumbersome just because like they were like king-sized mattresses that were sure flat. Yeah, like that made sense because it was so large, but they looked really thin to me. And I was like, there's no way they're that heavy. But then, of course, seeing the teams struggle with that one, they can tell like they were definitely that heavy. Which would you which would you be tempted to do? Because I feel like you're like me where you'd be like finding the pluses and minuses for both. Yeah, this one was a hard one for me to choose, honestly. Like throughout the entire episode, I kept debating back and forth and watching like all the teams do each side. I feel like potentially the easier one would be the fish stand. However, it's very tedious. So you would have to be going back and forth several times and like making sure each individual fish was like placed properly. And if you had a strong teammate, you could probably get through the mattresses pretty quick. Like I feel like the teams that chose the mattresses chose correctly because that was definitely in their strengths. Mm -hmm. So like we had Joel and Garrett, Todd and Ashley, Rob and Corey, um, Joe and Ian, and mm-hmm. then was that it? Uh, Liam, you say Liam and Yermi? Liam and Yermi, uh, yeah. So it was pretty split down the middle, though. Who chose which one? Yeah. Um, like my brain goes to like, it's also like going to be a hundred degrees, and you have this giant plastic right. bag over your head, basically. Yeah. I didn't even uh, think about that until they got into the staircase of the hotel, and I was like, oh my god, I bet it's horrible to like you were sweating your ass off like trying to carry these things up a flight like three flights of stairs so i think after kind of seeing how it actually looked i would have picked the fish stand but then again you can't see it you don't know until you start doing it and like thank god those those mattresses were bendy kind of crappy mattresses right but like that that's like i hope the hotel doesn't have all their mattresses go up the stairwells i hope it's like the back or something like that was insane i know because they kept saying there's an elevator but you couldn't use it so i wonder if like normally you could use the elevator but for the sake of the challenge they just made them do the stairs which is wild because even like the strongest people doing it were like gassed out by the end of it yeah like everyone looked like they went through the ringer and i was like 
Seriously. Like, like the fish market challenge looks like it'd be really hard because of the fact that some of those fish look a lot alike. Yes. Um, and there was like, I think 12 varieties, if I'm not mistaken. There was a lot. Like, so that part would be hard. Like if you didn't know what you were looking for, like I feel like the only team who even had an advantage there was Jocelyn and Victor. Cause they, they sell fish every day at their store. So like they know what the fish look like and they know where to find them. Um, but nobody else really had that advantage. But at the same time, it didn't seem like that really hurt anybody. Like mm-hmm. nobody was really like searching for the fish. They kind of found them pretty easily. Um, so I don't think that was um, a, really a factor in that particular challenge in my mind. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the things got done relatively easily. Like I really feel like that the, that both challenges have their pluses and minuses, but this one was a lot. Like you can figure out what you did wrong. Like the eels was a big thing for a couple yes. teams. Yes. Um, and also, like, of course, touching a live fish or a basically dead fish is a very jarring experience. It's one that doesn't do too often. I know I'm not in that boat of like holding like fish that right. are recently deceased or eels. Period. So like, I get it. I'm like, that's that's a lot. Yeah, it is. And I love how like Annalie was like the previous episode being like, oh yeah, we used to catch frogs and play with them, and then she's like freaking out over the eels. I was like, girl. <laughs> You were just like talking about how you were good at all this stuff, and then you're like freaking out over the eels. That was really funny to me. Yeah, I also find it interesting that the mattresses, like, they only had to bring them like 900 feet. Oh, but it was so crowded. It was so crowded that that street. I did not realize it was that close. I did. It was. They said 300 meters, so that's 900 feet. Oh, I didn't even hear them say that. That's like that's not that far. Like I love how that challenge was right next to the fish one, so they so everybody could see like where people were, and like I love how Greg and John were at the fish station, and then they were like, "Should we switch?" I'm like, "No, dude! Like you're literally like halfway done with this fish challenge. Like you can't you can't switch right now. Like that's ridiculous." How uh, how do you feel about Greg? Joel and Garrett using their like using what uh, Todd Ashley did in the first episode. Uh, we're like, hey, if you let us go in the front, we'll show you the way. Oh, I love I, that. That was I, I think it's a good idea, but it doesn't have the same impact because, of course, you're going to follow you no matter what. Like, right. I understand that part of it, but at the same time, I think they had a little bit of an advantage because of the stairs. Because if they get to the stairs first, they don't have to worry about having to wait to go all the way up to get uh, to their yeah. room. So they at least had an advantage at that end of it. Yes. It wasn't quite as much of an advantage as, you know, the previous um, time that happened, but I thought, I still think it was a smart idea. And I think the editing is trying to show us these things because that U-turn is coming up with the vote. And so I almost feel like those things are going to kind of play into people's decisions on who they're going to vote. So I have a feeling that like the Joel and Garrett Todd Nash thing is going to come back to be a good thing for the two of them to not vote for each other. While the Robin and Chelsea like rubbing people the wrong way. Yep. Uh, might not. And like, exactly. which is such a messed up thing. Like, because I really love the archetype of people like on Amazing Race with their best friend. Um, and they've been through a lot of shit and they just want to go on an adventure with their best friend. And they're like, right. okay, cool. Like, if we make friends great, if not great, like it doesn't matter. Like we're good. Like that's what I love about Robin and Chelsea. Like yeah. they're there to win the race. That's what for they're sure. there for. They're there for the experience or they're win the race. And like yeah, I don't like the game painted as like not friendly or whatever by teams. Right. It's not America's next top best friend. Like it's it's the amazing race. So like I, I totally get where they're coming from. Like that's why I like the amazing race so much like and i've said this multiple times before like i don't like 
a lot of strategy in the amazing race in terms of like politics with other teams. Yeah. Um, I prefer it to be just like, who's the best of the best kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm so interested to see this particular vote U-turn happen because normally it's just, Oh, this team's right behind us. We'll put them on the board. But now it's like, Oh, we have to actually really think about this. Um, so I'm curious to see how it turns out and if it's a good thing or not. Like I have yet to see if, if it will be good, but we will see. <laughs> it's exciting. Like, I mean, like I really like, I think this is by far the most daring season in years for the amazing race. And it's just so well crafted and it makes me so excited for every episode because like you're doing things you don't see them do often, like especially with flights. And and like, I feel like last time they did like a season where they're like, there's no non elimination legs. It's like, there's like four mega legs. Like, this is boring. Like, yeah. the fact that it's like, because mega legs are fine, but like, I think like one mega leg a season is all I want. Same. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, it needs to be just one big day and that's it. Because, like, they're just going to keep getting exhausted and then it's not going to be fun anymore. And everybody's going to be like, you know, sad and, you know, grumpy. And it's just like, it just gets to a point where it's like, okay, this isn't so great anymore. Like, I hope that's our last, like, yeah, double leg situation. Yeah. Um, I do really want to like commend like like how interestingly strongly into Victor and Joss's skill set that stand what it was, considering how he just knew everything like immediately. Mm-hmm. And like and maybe like some like it's like they, they had no it's like no one had issues with the stand. Um, yeah. I thought they, that was one of the best judges ever, giving like, the thumbs up and being so adorably happy. Oh, she was people. so cute. I loved her. <laughs> but like, it was like, it's so interesting that they had like three market type challenges this yeah. season. Yes. Um, I wonder if th- that was production, like, hey, let's help the older team out, or if it was like, let's just, like, because that's a common thing in, in uh, that part of Asia for those yeah. challenges to be like right. market based or whatever. Yep. I wonder, like, because I feel like this particular detour was definitely physical versus non-physical. Like, I mean, they definitely gave teams a choice to do that. Because, I mean, that mattress challenge probably couldn't have been done by, like, a quarter of the teams. Like, there's no way. Um, So I'm not surprised they gave us another challenge like the market where it isn't quite as physical, but definitely still, you know, mentally taxing. And it took a lot of time. Like, I feel like both those detours probably took a long time no matter what, like, for both sides. Now, how would you feel? How do you feel about the techniques that people do with the mattresses? I know at Honestly, first, it seemed like people were doing two at first and then yes. all four. And then, like, oh no, this is too bad. Like, I feel like only two teams did two at a time. Yeah, because like what Joe and Ian and then Liam and Jeremy uh, yeah. started off with two mattresses, which honestly I think that was a smart choice, especially if you, you know you're just a strong dude and you can do it. Like at least to get a little bit of leg up is great. Like because they weren't able to do like you know two trips like of the same thing, but they at least got one of their trips like taken down because they could take two at a time. So yeah. I thought that was a great idea as long as you can handle it, then go for it. Like that was smart. I also like really love the the background got more on uh, Liam and Jeremy about how um, uh, I believe it was Jeremy was off at school like trying to talk to him and he's like don't talk to me ever again like right I kind of want to know what happened there because they didn't really go into detail they said like stupid stuff happened and they just weren't there for each other but like they didn't actually go into detail of like what happened so yeah. I'm very curious because I'm like really it, curious. Like, it like really tore them apart so I'm like what happened here like I'm happy they got back together they seem like really nice dudes yeah uh, and like they seem happy like making up their time but it's also like what happened that was so bad that they never wanted to talk to each other ever again i know and then we able to repair it to an amazing race <laughs> right like what i don't know i <laughs> i feel like a lot of times an amazing race unless it's like a sob story a sob story like they don't really go into detail about like what happens in their lives like yeah i don't know 
we may never know, but you know what? It's fine because I like them. They're doing great. Cool. <laughs> they're they're. I really enjoy them. Um, like it's so funny because I talk to my fiance about this often. Like those are two really good looking guys. Um, and they seem like really uh, nice guys too. Like, thousand <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's like kind of little unicorns over here. Like, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so then um, first ones out of the detour on their end is um, Stephen Annalee from the Fish Stand. They do that one. It took him a little while because they couldn't figure out the giant eels had to go in the bucket too. Which I mean, to be fair, like it is kind of out of place, sort of like from the stand just have a little bucket next to it like i would also kind of maybe gloss over that it reminds me of like in toughest nails and like clean up your work area is like part yes. of like, the steps yes like, like it's like you have your hammer right there yes it's really the same thing like I, oh god and i just know that would frustrate me so bad like she was so mad and I would, i'd be feeling the exact same way i'd be like what is like this is right this is right she is such great casting like her father i haven't figured out yet but like she's it's- amazing like great television uh, like, I, I feel, feel like, like she's just an angry little spitfire, but like a she really like fun. Flipped a switch. Like I feel like she didn't really become this until like last episode. Now she's just been like full speed ahead. Like I just I didn't know what to. I didn't expect that from her. Like her to be so like like you said like a spitfire and like so like passionate about like the race. Like I just I didn't see that coming until like she finally was into it. I was like, all right, you know, all bets are off. Like how I much of that has to do with the fact that like you only know, came in first in the first half of the mega leg yeah. and they didn't win a prize probably i'd be pissed too i'd be like oh my god i'm in first wait just kidding like i mean it's well cool i guess gotta race harder yeah like that would honestly kind of suck to be yeah. in first at the beginning of a mega leg like that um and then i think uh joel and garrett finished pretty close behind them they do the mattresses um and they're in second and the finish order is still pretty much looking the same as it did when they got to the mats mm-hmm. like there wasn't a lot of lead changes at the detour um, not that I really saw. Maybe like one or two places got switched, but it wasn't like a big jump. Like I think like I said, I think each detour was a pretty much the same amount of time. Yeah. So it just kind of happened that way and it's kind of stayed that way. And the fact that they're like also right next to each other too helps. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like for both of them too. So I just think it wasn't really a great like yeah, lead change opportunity, which is fine. Like, so we were leaving all of the detours and the last few people left at all the detours, um, Let's see, Andrea, Melena, um, Jocelyn, and Victor, the last couple that are at um, the fish stand. And then with the mattresses, I think it was Liam and Jeremy. And was it Joel and Ian as the last couple of people out there? That sounds possibly correct, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Because most people that did uh, delivery were in the front of the pack, so. Yeah, yeah. So then we get to um, the next kind of like, root info area which is um a place called ong pagata and they i love go- this oh this is so cool they had to go in make write down a wish and then put it up like in the little temple area and that part was so cool like i love seeing how that worked and like i loved how there were so many of them like stacked up onto each other like from the ceiling yeah that was really neat i like that idea a lot. i like the, like the the vase type thing like the spiral vase thing yeah. that was like holding that that was held in there and that was really cute i loved um, it I do like I really it's one of those like nice amazing race uh things like hey like visit the culture in an interesting way yeah so cool yeah I I love those kinds of little those little like root info pieces where they kind of take a breather for a second and yeah. like yeah like you said experience the culture and then just continue on like I thought that was really awesome I do so, love how like a couple of teams were like 
like world peace or whatever. And then everyone else was like, I mean, when the show, when the show, one mil. Uh, like, yeah. the I feel like, yeah, most, I think almost every single person either said like, win this leg, win the race, win the million dollars. And then Joel and Garrett were like, we wish for our families to be okay at home. <laughs> Did anyone else do like world peace or something also? I don't or? remember. I don't remember who else wrote that. But I like, I also love that we get Joel and Garrett with their kids, uh, that thing. Uh, and that's like, I got so scared for them this episode. Right? Because Cause it like, was too much. It was too I'm much like, good information. I'm like, this is them. like survivor family visit. And I'm crying, crying no, right listen, now. I was worried for them and for Liam and Yeremy because of all of like oh, their God. backstories. I yeah. was like, oh God. I was like, one of them's getting eliminated. Oh my God. And I love how Joel and Garrett got those letters from their family that said, open on your best day. And or when you're feeling your best, that was really sweet too. That they like had that little moment of family time. Yeah, that was really sweet. I also I noticed this, and I hate like bringing up another podcast, but they 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 talked about first on RJP um, how in the family photos uh, Garrett doesn't have a mustache, and it's like <laughs> did he grow the mustache for the show? <laughs> you know I that? Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, no, I got like legitimately so scared for them and the army and Liam. They're like, oh no, I don't need to see what's going home yet. Yeah. I Especially because of like, like that next, that, that detour. Oh boy. Yeah. I, I honestly was like, yeah, I was nervous. Like he, seeing all those stories. Cause they were like the two kind of more dominant people or teams like this episode yeah. in terms of like, yeah, journey and like confessionals and stuff. So I was like, oh God, I was like, this is like coming onto the wire. And I was like, leaving the army are going home. Like this is a mess. Um, but then we get to the roadblock, which oh is God. this roadblock is one of the greatest equalizers I've seen in a long time on Amazing Race. Like the placement shakeup was wild. Like after this roadblock, I was very impressed and super like, on my toes because I had zero clue who was going to win. So like, I get confused because like I really do wonder if like we see this giant giant area, right? Yeah, it's a massive area, and my brain's like. Do they have to do that massive, massive area, or are they looking at like a contained area? That's what I was wondering too, because I was trying to Google how many tiles were actually there, and I couldn't find a direct answer. But like Phil kept saying, like thousands of tiles, like there's thousands of them you can look through. So I don't know. You might be right though. They could have just a smaller area to look through because it kind of seemed like they were all in the same kind of area. They didn't seem like they were like going all the way around the temple yeah. or like you know towards the beginning. So there might have only been like maybe half of it cut, so you could just go through that part of it. Because it seemed like they were like going from like where they got the um, the the route info to yeah. like to maybe like a few hundred yards away. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Because it seemed like like those where they could look was like the beginning of like the gate up to the route info and then up to fill. That's what it kind of seemed like was the actual yeah. like like it was I, just like he's you know, like maybe like a hundred two hundred meter like stretch. I also love the fact that you see Phil throughout the whole like finale. Oh, I love that shit. Like I love when we accidentally see production stuff going on. Like that's one of my favorite things to like look for. Like it's just like and like I can't really like, overstate how insane I would go during during the challenge. I was like talking to my fiance about this. She said she would definitely do it because like she has better eyes than me, but like yeah. Like that is like the most frustrating thing ever, considering <laughs> how similar everything was. I know. And like and to the point where my brain actually thought that like three of them had like the exact same ones. Exactly. Yep. 
you would have to really, really be methodical as in like every, like you would have to literally start at the gate and do every single one in a particular order, then go to the next like layer. Like you could, you couldn't just bounce around because like you could absolutely miss stuff. And we kind of see that from like the later teams who are playing it. But um, we forgot to mention what this challenge even was. Yeah. Uh, so basically, <laughs> basically there are thousands of um, decorated tiles that surround this temple and you have to find, you have a picture of one of them and you have to find that particular tile. There's only one of them in the entire thing. So like you have to be looking through thousands of tiles that look almost exactly the same. There's only like little bitty details that are different. So yeah, it would be probably really mind numbing, like really like frustrating. Um, and you would have to be like, that's the only way you could do it. I feel like you would have to sit through like in order every single tile. Like you can't just run around unless you got super lucky for some reason. Cause like, Otherwise, you're going to waste time by going back and just, like, forgetting where you started. Like, you have to be, like, on it or else you're not going to get through it. And, like, the they all look insanely similar. Like, yeah. Like, and, like, it's one of those challenges where I feel like the fact that they can see Phil makes it even harder. Oh my god, no, I, I was actually thinking about that too. Like that pressure is so much worse because Phil is right there. And you yeah. know you're so close to the pit stop, but you're like just so far. And it's that would be the thing that would drive me crazy. I feel like the challenge itself wouldn't bother me, but like seeing Phil right there would bother me. And knowing like that's all I have to do to finish that leg would be extremely stressful. And like you would hear people cheering like right there. And like, god, oh, that god. would bother that part would bother me. Yeah. So Steve and Emily get there first, but they are there for a long time because by the time like they're even attempting to finish, I think almost every team is there. Like, I mean, over, over half the teams are there by the time they're still looking. I mean, yeah. that sounds right. Them like because like those teams are there for a long time in general. Yeah, I feel like each team uh, for the most part was there for a for a decent amount of time. But I, I feel, feel like, like every team is there for at least, at least ten minutes, right? Yeah, I mean. At minimum, like they were, I, mean, I think I feel like they were even probably there the longest, like Steve and Annalie. Um, well, I mean, the longest is definitely uh, Joel and Garrett for sure. Oh, fair, you're right. Um, so Steve and Annalie are looking to get that first place because they have the you know the fake first place that they got with the beginning of the mega leg. Um, yeah. and then at this point, I think Annalie is just like kind of over it and she wants to find out a better solution. So, um, I believe it's is it Robin or Chelsea? It's Chelsea. Because Chelsea, Chelsea talks about like she like I love how she like how this skill like is something she was able to use. She was like, yeah, I play those uh like find the difference puzzles all the time. Yeah, with like that's right. Cool. So Chelsea's doing this task, and um, Annalie is like, hey, like. I'm looking for this particular thing. Um, what does yours look like so I can help you too? And Chelsea basically blows her off, leading to Annalie having a little confessional saying, I don't trust them. Like, I don't want to work with them. So I do, again, think that's kind of setting up for a potential U-turn drama situation. But yeah. we'll see. But that's, that's my guess. Um, and Chelsea ends up getting the tile first. And they make a huge jump into first place. And... Steve and Annalie are pretty close behind them. They she finds her tower pretty quickly afterwards. Can we talk about like the, how big of a jump Robin and Chelsea's jump was? Insane. Like, like they didn't play the in biggest theory, one. Because they were in fifth at the first half of the mega leg. Yep. But before then, they were in eleventh. Yep. I said they're moving up. Like honestly, like everybody who's been in the bottom is starting to make their way up towards the top, which is pretty impressive. Because normally you see it like pretty much stay around the same, like who's in the top and who's in the bottom. Yeah. But like you're they killed it this episode. Like they, they really was very concerned about, yeah. Yeah. So them winning was pretty cool to see because like they were pretty much 
non-existent, like the last couple of legs. Um, and then I do feel bad a little bit for Steven and because they were right there. And like, I, that would be so disappointing yeah. to like be in first, like the entire time. And then just like out of nowhere, get that second place. But also like, uh, sorry, uh, the prize just like was really cool too. Of like, yeah. uh, trip to Madrid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. That looked really cool too. Oh no. I was like, that'd be so sick. Um, so we are having a bunch of teams at this roadblock and we're pretty much getting almost every team at the same time at this point um todd and ashley get it pretty quickly so they end up in third um yeah. they're probably there for like a pretty short amount of time like they they had it pretty fast he was burning quick though like that dude had a sunburn by the end of this episode yeah for real like, <laughs> that, that would be my worry i'd be like i'd be jazzed myself with sunscreen like every five minutes yeah but um, so Todd and Ashley get to the mat third place. And then this is what I'm starting to get worried for Joel and Garrett because they were in second place and they are still looking. And I'm like, oh my God, like they are about to lose this right after seeing all the family stuff and whatever. I was like, this is it. Like, this is their time. Like, and, this- yeah. And like, there's like 15 minutes of the episode. I'm just like, oh no, this is not good. That's what I like- thought. I was like, oh my God, this is about to be so bad. So we get Joe and Ian get fourth. Also kind of out of nowhere. They found those pretty quickly. Um, They got pretty lucky. So I mean, they're they, in fourth. They definitely did really good because uh, they did the two matches at a time uh, thing, and that really yeah. helped them a lot. So Yeah. And I feel like, too, like this particular challenge, like it doesn't help anybody to work together, like at all, like for either party. Like it's just not one of those challenges where you can really do it because everybody has a different tile. Like it's yeah. not all the same tile. So like it'd be different if it was the same tile, obviously, but because it's all different. Like if you're going to help somebody, you're just letting them literally get to the map before you. And then you don't get your help by having them find your tile for you. Like how would they even do this? If it was all the same tile. Oh my gosh. Like, so like, I originally thought it was the same tile. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, that seems kind of weird. Like you basically, the first person to find it is going to find it for everybody. But then when I saw that somebody like they started showing like the pictures differences, I was like, okay, good. We're, they're all different. Some uh, are but, backwards. Some have yeah. like antlers, uh, like the two hair thing on the front right. or two hair at the back. Yeah. Yes. So I was glad for that. Cause at first I was kind of worried. I was like, that's kind of a crappy design, but nope, it turned out great. This is a great challenge. Um, and then we had Robin Corey and fifth. Thank God. I was worried about them too. Um, uh, I love them. I think fifth is going to be the lowest we're ever going to see them this whole time. I really like, hope like, so because I really, really enjoy them. So I'm, I'm, I'm still rooting for them hard. Like um, I, I want them to last long for, for many reasons. One of them is because I would like to try to learn some sign language for right? when I talk to them. So, <laughs> yeah. So cool. I don't um, know. Any. I would love to. Yeah. We have the two comebacks of the episode, which is sixth place, Liam and Jeremy, because holy crap, they were in dead last, which they'd like to keep emphasizing. Dead last. They're dead <laughs> last. But they pull it out in sixth place. And then Andrea and Melena in seventh. Hello. Oh. That was there, It's so great. funny that Andrea and Melena have like, had such a rough game uh, because Love. they've been such big characters. And they're always like in ninth or tenth place. Like, oh my God. Like, it's that weird yeah. thing of like, they're always doing terrible, and then they like jump up to like two spots. That was so. And this great. is this is what I was convinced Joel and Gary are going home. Yes, right. Like as soon as those two teams crossed, I was like, oh my god. I was like, yep, it is over for Joel and Gary. Like this is like the nail in the coffin. But like I was so happy to see those two teams get to the mat, like right in the middle of everybody. That was so cool. Like because And I thought Andrea and Melina were in trouble too because they finished the detour in last. They yeah. were in last place when they got to the roadblock, and they jumped up like five places. That's nuts. Because they like finished it like right after uh, Jocelyn and Victor, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like Jocelyn and Victor had left, and they finished like maybe five minutes later, and so they were last to that roadblock. Like that was like, that's a huge like gain. That's crazy. 
So I was happy for them. And then we have, I feel like this team is starting to kind of go downhill a little bit. Uh, Greg and John in eighth place. Yeah. They are kind of like fading. I don't know what's going on with them. I think they need to like reset themselves. I think they just kind of like lost it on the boats. Uh, and then like, like they were so good at the top of the game. I'm like, I hope they can like get back in because I think they're a really fun team yeah. and they're an interesting team. And like, I would like for them to do well. Like, I mean, like, I'm scared for them, honestly. Yeah, because they were like really like high, like top tier, like the first couple of legs, and they just like slowly have declined. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm worried for them. I, I don't know how it's going to go, but yeah. crossing fingers, we'll see. But like, they're like our final three teams, which is like when I like when I realized it's going to hurt whoever goes home. I know. I literally, as soon as I saw the final three, which was Joel and Garrett, Morgan and Lena, and Jocelyn and Victor, I literally was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't want any of these teams to leave. I was I so really upset. love these three teams a lot. Oh. Like, God, that was like, that was so frustrating. These are like the three types of teams I like to look for in Amazing Race. I like to look for like those quirky guys that, you, that are like older that like shouldn't be good on Amazing Race. Right. I like to look for like the like the married couple that are like very happily married. Yeah. Um, work well together. Maybe a little bit of drama on the race, but like that's it. But like just think like, of good communicative team. And I love a sister dynamic. Um yeah. like like those two. Like I those are like the dynamics I love the most on the show. Yeah, so it's definitely hard to watch them all finishing because like Joel and Garrett, pretty soon after Greg and John got it, so they are in ninth place. Um, you know, barely they did it, but like that was a, a crazy leg for them because they were it, at the top, yeah. top, top, and then just like that roadblock tanked them. And it went so so long for Morgan, Lena, and Victor and Jocelyn. Oh my like, god! I was just like I, I like I was like dread watching this. I'm like, who am I gonna have to talk to? Honestly, uh, I, was like, feel, I was feeling for Morgan and Lena because, like, you could tell they were hella exhausted and, like, oh, they, they were wasted their, they wait, It would have been so perfect to use their roadblock here. Oh, their express pass. I mean, the express pass. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. And that's one of those things where it is just, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, you can't be mad at them or themselves for, like, not using the Express Pass now. Because I still believe that them using the Express Pass was the right move when they did it. But it was just... I still think they waited too long. Like, they waited too long, though, for it. That's, what I'm, that's the only thing I didn't like. Like, they should have used it at the very beginning of that task. But, you know, it is, is what it is. It's fine. So they end up getting it. They get to 10th place. They are not eliminated. The sisters are still here. And I feel like they had a really emotional journey during this leg. Like they like really like had a hard day, but like they made it, they're safe. And then Jocelyn and Victor so unfortunately are eliminated and seeing them dominate the first two legs and then being last in the fourth is, or technically third is just crazy. Like I've, I don't think I've seen that big of like a decline, like so fast. Um, they were so good. I really, really liked them a lot. Like the only like, thing I didn't love yeah. is like not only just like for the themselves is like I hated how hard they were on themselves. Like when they were like losing and like not doing yeah. well. Like Victor was so like, oh, I'm so stupid and I'm an idiot. And I was like, I hate that. Like I hate that he was talking to himself like that. Yeah, he told me he was crying for a lot longer than oh, the, the actually showed. It's awful. Uh, and like I love how Jocelyn was like trying to pick him up though and being like it's okay. Like we did it. Like, we, like, you know, that's one of those things I love about those type of couples on this race. Like one of them is going to pick their one up. Like that's yeah. like, and like, I am sad. I'm so sad. They went so quick. Yeah. Um, like I thought, like I never thought they were going to win. Uh, Cause if like, if you're in the first enough, first few legs, you're not going to win. You can come in like right. fifth place probably. Right. But right. like, see how they like had so much issue with their rice paper and it just like never got better after that. Like they did uh-huh. like, there was nothing they did really wrong in the race. They communicated yeah. well. They fought hard. 
they they when they were friendly with people and um they were friendly to themselves even when they weren't you know mm-hmm. i just i don't know it was definitely one of those people like those teams that like you're gonna root for because like they're so good and then yeah, yeah to see them like fall like that was like uh it's just devastating so i really enjoyed them i'm really sad to see them go um, i really but- do love how jocelyn was like we didn't quit we we never quit yeah. um this is for our kids they're gonna be so happy about this i'm like that's that's that that's that's why I love Amazing Race. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's true, though, because, like, they didn't quit. Like, I mean, it, yeah, they, like, were upset at times, but, like, they kept pushing. They didn't, like, sit down and be like, I can't do this. Like, they kept going no matter what. So I, I really like that about them. And they yeah. definitely are hard workers, and, like, they've definitely shown that throughout their time on the race. So I wish them all the best. They were great. Um, yeah. But we still have some super strong teams left in this race. Like, I'm pretty much rooting for almost everybody, but I think the the ones that I'm really still looking forward to seeing is Rob and Corey, um, Steve and Annalie. I'm liking a lot, and I feel like, and then Morgan and Lena. I'm rooting for them a mm-hmm. lot too. I hope they can kind of pick it up out of last place and, yeah. and move up a couple uh, a couple spots. Like I've been like diehard Rob and Corey fans since the jump. They're um, awesome. I really, really, like, I really love this this cast so much. Yeah. Um, I really also feel good about Todd and Ashley. Yeah, uh, I'm like kind of surprised they're still doing so well considering some kind of baby setbacks that they've had, like especially yeah. with like today or like well this um, leg with her finger getting like caught with the mattresses. So, like, oh, she got smacked into the wall. Oh my god. Yeah. Was... So I'm like, and they still killed. They still got third. Like, and even though she was like hurting the entire leg, it's like, oh my god. So like, I feel like they just get these weird like unlucky spells, but then they still place high. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see how that continues for them. Like, it's definitely one of those like strong seasons, and like there really is no weak teams. Yeah. Um, but it really is not. Like these people are like they did their homework. Like I feel yeah. like people like really trained for this and like they actually like took it seriously. Because there's always that one team that like didn't work out or like didn't yeah. really care. But like these all these teams like really cared about it. Oh, I want to share a nugget with you uh bef- like before we finish talking about like all this episode. Yeah. Um, but uh in the first part of the mega leg, uh when Jocelyn and Victor got to the rice paper thing and then like how they ran too far. They- yes. They uh, thought that Stephen and Annalie took the wrong turn. Oh. They saw them. Like, they saw them. They were, like, right behind them. And, like, they're like, ah. And then, like, apparently that person's house was not far away while it looked like it was far away. Oh. Um, I think anything else I want. Because it's so weird that, like, now we're recording after I've actually talked to the people. Right. Out. Um, oh, um, there was a really cute part uh, where, um, at the end, when... Um, Victor is apparently like, oh, I still love you, babe. And she's like, oh, I love Amazing Race. Like, <laughs> I love uh, that. <laughs> but like, they they had the clearly they got the experience they wanted. Like, yeah. they're going to go to Chile. They they won like five thousand dollars. Oh yeah, they won some some prizes. So like, they can keep you know traveling and stuff. If they want to like, they definitely have some opportunity, which is great. Let's let, let someone else run the store while they're gone for a few weeks. Exactly. Uh, Give them a little bit of a break. Like, yeah. I'm sure they work really hard at home. So no, I think this is a great opportunity for them. And I think, yeah, like you said, I think they got what they wanted out of it. So that was yeah. awesome. Yay. Love that. Um, so I think we're, yeah, we already talked about what teams are rooting for. Um, yeah. I think it looks like next episode they're heading to India, I believe. For the first time in like several seasons, right? Yeah. Cause I don't remember them being there anytime recently. So that'll be an interesting change. I feel like last one was definitely in the twenties, like mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited though. Like I remember, like the COVID seasons, they mainly stuck to Europe. Yes, uh, and a little bit of Africa. 
Yes. Um, but uh, like the fact that like going hard into Asia is really interesting to me. So. Yeah, and I bet you they are doing that because of like the COVID episodes. They didn't really get to do that, so I think they're just kind of making up time and making up extra things they could do that they weren't able to do before. So I see why. Is there any country you hope they visit that like they haven't done in a while? That's a good question. Um, when's the last time they were like in Australia or New Zealand? I feel like they're rarely over there. Right? Like I'd love to see that. Yeah. I think mainly because like those are long flights to there, you know? No, that's fair. I mean, the time would be like now to go because they're already, you know, over in Asia. It could be yeah. like a straight like across flight. But yeah, I don't think they are this going this season. Um but I, I would, would love, love for them that. to like like Czechoslovakia. I know they whenever they do that, they always have like run into like really fun, like weird things. Like, is that where the dance club was? Like the solo dance party, whatever it was? Oh, um or was I that Germany? Know. I want to say Germany, but yeah. But like whenever they go like those like interesting European countries, it's always like yeah. more fascinating. Oh, totally. When they're like doing those like kind of like weird like underground things like that, yeah, that that would be fun to watch. But yeah, we're we're on a roll. We are racing. Top ten. And, um, yeah, uh, I. It's also interesting because I feel like there's more male male teams left in the season than I'm used to. Yes, yes, I would agree with that. I think there's more cast in general. Yeah, I feel like there's like normally what like three, but granted it is a larger cast, but like yeah, yeah. Um yeah, uh, all the male male teams are still in, right? Yeah. I think so. Cause mm-hmm. it was um five. Yeah, Joe Ian, Rob Corey, uh Liam Jeremy, uh Greg and John, and Joel and Garrett. Yeah. That's a lot. I said that's definitely more than what I normally see. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll see how it turns out for them. Um yeah. rooting for the only one I'm really wanting to win is Robin Corey, but I love Robin Corey. They're like if, a, ma- if a man on the team has to win, I'm gonna go with Robin Corey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear you there. Like I'm very high on the Morgan Lena train myself too. So. God, we this has been so long since we've had a female female winner. Like the nurses. We just, God, we were we were Was so we were so close like two seasons ago. So I'm close. Try to think when was last time we had one. I don't even remember. I'm like looking up right now. Yeah, I legit do not remember. This last season was there. there. Yeah, the doctors. Yeah. That no, makes no, no. Sense. Sorry, my bad. The food scientists. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. We're like yes. 20 or 29, right? Yeah, so 17, 18, and 25. Uh, which is the only three that ever won. And yeah, 25. We are in season 35 right now, people. It's been 10 That's seasons since crazy. we've had an all-female team win. Like I said, we were very close like two seasons ago. Right, because didn't the Holderness uh, lose, almost lose to Kayla? Say it again? Because um, Kayla, uh, Kayla, and I forget who she was with. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, this is so embarrassing. Well, I mean, Emily and Molly for Raquel, sure. The long Raquel, lost Raquel twins. and Kayla. Yeah. Yeah, because Raquel and Kayla were like poised to win their season, and then the very last task threw them. Yeah. For a loop. And so. Molly and Emily from last year. Yeah, and Molly and Emily. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God! Like, come, like we're so close. Like right there. Like I would have been so much happier with Raquel and Kayla winning than the Hornets. I mean, I whatever. freaking love Raquel and Kayla. Like they were such a good team, and yeah. I they were so strong, and I, I really really enjoyed them. And I like seeing Kayla are um, on the challenge. Yeah. Like loved that. Like she was great there too. So I 
would love her to come back on more challenges. In the she first was place, in but... New York event a few like a few years like a year or so ago, and I was really yeah. hoping to meet her, but I, I didn't see her, and I was really sad. Oh yeah, like I love them. So that was really hard to see them lose. Yeah. And then Molly and Emily were amazing too. Like I, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah, right? they were incredible. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So we have, you know, a slight chance of maybe another female team winning. We've got what two of them left. So we'll see. Maybe you never know. And we cross our fingers. I mean, I'm always my whole thing will always be I want the most exciting team to win. We have, we have three all female teams actually: Robin, Chelsea, uh, Andrea, right. Melina, and Morgan Lena. You're right. You're right. You're right. So yeah, there's. I mean, we, there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so I feel like all three of those teams have been so up and down. Like I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it's the amazing you're, race. You're right, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, I just want a good season and be able to cheer for the winner and be happy about the winner. Same. Same. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and finish this episode out. All right, Mark. Where can people find you at? Oh, at MarkLevy85. Um, as, as I mentioned before, Thursday mornings, I talk to the most recent eliminated teams. Uh, I've only talked to the, the second and third because I wasn't able to do the first, but had a really great talk, talk with Elizabeth and Eliana and um, Jocelyn and Victor this week. Um, I don't know who I'm going to be talking to Nick this week because I find out uh, when I watch the episode. Yep. That's always a fun thing. Um, and I, I just podcast about uh, episodes three and four. Of season four of Lego Masters, season four, episode four of Lego Masters is literally one of the best episodes of Lego Masters ever, and honestly, in the best ten episodes of any reality show this year. The reason why they're given a sound and they have to build a set based off that sound. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, like they're really thinking outside the box, and Lego Masters is a very underrated show that more people should be watching. That's well. my personal take. Um, and catch me here uh, whenever uh, I'm asked. <laughs> <laughs> We're just turning it into all the time. <laughs> if I'm able to, I'll do it, as you know. So, <laughs> and then I'm exhausted me- by doing two podcasts almost back to back today, but it's all. Oh good. my god! Well, we appreciate you joining. I appreciate me. you. Uh, so you can find me at Sabrizi two four nine two on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm not calling it X because it's not. Um, and I'm just here every week talking about Amazing Race, my favorite show, and I am just continuing to have different guests on here every week. Uh, Mark's been here quite a bit, but I know I might have um, Sasha coming up soon, who was hosting last season for The Amazing Race. Um, but yeah, I'm having a good time so far. I'm really enjoying the season, and I'm excited to keep talking about it and keep keep watching. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, please like follow subscribe share like give us five stars if you don't think it's five stars find some that is five stars to you and rate it um but we'll be back again next week for some more amazing race content and that'll be all for today bye